Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always on episode 501 of Screams After Midnight is Tim. Hey, buzz buzz. Goes a chainsaw. <laughs> buzz <know>. buzz? <laughs> I just said it went brr brr. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's asleep, but if we brought my son in here, he actually makes <laughs> chainsaw noises all day. Is this a natural phenomena, or is he, have you been watching a lot of Texas Chainsaw movies and he's vicinity? It's probably... I mean, uh, I haven't been watching any like recently, but I mean, I definitely had a few on when he was in the womb, for sure. <laughs> in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, this is a hell of a start to this episode. This is, of course, a mm. horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched the horror movie, we talk about it, and we have a brand new movie, a brand new franchise <laughs> movie to talk about, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So we're here to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Notably, right. <laughs> notably not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just Texas Chainsaw. I already did a rant on this on a Patreon bonus thing, so I'm not going to do uh -oh. it again. But uh, just yeah, the title's a bit silly. But uh, <laughs> this is the ninth Texas Chainsaw movie. Sounds about right. Yeah, there was four remake, prequel, 2013, Leatherface. Yes, yeah, is number nine. So. This is a direct sequel to the original film. It went straight to Netflix. It is produced by Ferry Alvarez, but not... And I think he, he's got a story by credit. He's got like a co-story by credit. But he didn't direct it. This is uh, David Blue Garcia who's directing this. It is back in the, the town that uh, the original Texas Chainsaw was kind of set around. Although you didn't really get into a town in the original. You just... You, you visited the, yeah. the, you know, the the petrol station and you went to their house. But you, you went over in a town square in that movie. But... No, no, no. Yeah. But this is about a group of young characters who are going to this town because it was dirt cheap to buy up all the property <laughs> in the town square. So these youngins have done this and they're going to, like put up a fancy art gallery they're going to put up a, a restaurant and a movie theater and a comic shop and all the rest of it and make it their own little paradise away from the city i'm, I'm saying that a bit eye-rolly it's kind of like it's not presented in a sort of malicious way they seem fairly <laughs> well-intentioned there seems to be like a lot of talk about like gentrification but would this be gentrification if like nobody's living in the town like there's like I mean, that's but, a like, fair two point. or three people. Like, it seems like they just bought a ghost town and they're just remodeling it. Like, I, I didn't get the sense that it was like, you know, they were forcing people out of their homes, you know. Uh, so, I don't know. But yeah. Right, right, right off the bat, that just seemed like a little well, weird. Well, that's one me, notable whatever. possible exception. Which right, right, right. We'll get to in the plot. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Notably, it stars Elsie Fisher as one of the two leads. Uh, she was a fantastic uh, young actress in Eighth Grade, uh, directed by Bo Burnham. Very, very good film. I highly recommend. Not a horror movie. It's got nothing to do. Although, to be mm -hmm. honest, I was more tense in some of the scenes in that movie going through, like, uh, you know, puberty for this young girl who's, like, scared to go to the pool party and stuff. Like, the tension of her walking out in her bathing costume for the first time was more nerve-wracking than most horror movies make me feel. So maybe in a way it's a horror movie in the sense that life is horrific and it was very true to life. She plays the younger of two sisters... Uh, she plays, I think it was Lila, yep, uh, and her older mm -hmm. sister's Melody, uh, and they're our leads here, and they're two of the characters that are coming to, well, I mean, it's the older sister, really, the younger sister's just kind of tagging along, but they're here to fix up this town, take over stuff. They've got a bus of people coming in, investors, who are also all young people. Maybe that's the most unrealistic thing about this movie, that all, <laughs> all these, like, I mean, are they even millennials? They may just be Zoomers at this point. Uh, <laughs> 
twenties. I feel like you always, yeah, like you always see these news stories about like how like oh like younger people can't afford houses and like you know kids aren't buying houses anymore or whatever and like, I mean, maybe they should be looking at these kids like they, they clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they bought a whole town, you know. I mean, you know, Matt Damon once famously bought a zoo, and <laughs> these kids they, they bought a town. <laughs> it wasn't just Matt Damon though. I believe it was we bought a zoo, so it was him and whoever played his, his wife in that movie. I mean, spoiler alert, the wife is dead, like, pretty early on. What? <laughs> what was Leatherface hanging around as well in that movie? Probably. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's the setup of why everyone's there and why there's a lot of fodder, because there's this bus of, like, investors coming in who are all young, you know, hipster people. But, of course, there's, got, you know, Leatherface is going to pop back up and start killing people we'll get into the specifics and spoilers we'll start in spoiler free of course we will warn you before we go into spoilers we'll give some general thoughts and impressions before we go into things uh but that is the the main vibe and we've heard a lot of possible negative buzz for this there was a lot of rumblings early on uh that this was not very good and that's maybe why it went straight to netflix now admittedly the bar was so low from like attractive young Leatherface from Leatherface, the last movie that was uh, released in this franchise, that um, it'd be hard to be worse. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it started off uh, with a, a bar low and then goes straight to Harlow, because that was the name of the town. <sighs> that was. <laughs> My life flashed before my eyes there, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> One thing I will say before we just get into like what we thought of the movie is, do you okay. know, Tim, this is the first franchise in Screams After Midnight history that we have now done two new movies of at, when they came out, like as they were brand new releases. Because we did Leatherface when it came out in 2017, and then we're doing mm. this. This is the first franchise to hit two new releases in our lifespan. Wow. That we've done. I mean, had we done the new Paranormal Activity last year when it came out, that would have uh, maybe okay. technically won first, but we didn't. Mm. We'll probably still do it at some point, but we've not done it yet. So this this is first. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Oh, if wait we, a minute. Uh, what about the Conjuring? Okay. Not not. <laughs> I got your I got your ass. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of like franchises that were already long pre-existing. Yeah, okay. pre-existing. Yeah, yeah. Like, gotcha. Conjuring was only on its second movie <laughs> when we started. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right that's fair that's fair yeah okay okay that that was a fair point no you, you you made a fair point but i'm thinking out of you know stuff where we went back and did the whole franchise so we did all the texas chainsaws we did all the mm. friday the 13th so you know so on and so on like all those yeah. franchises this is the first one that's had two entries since uh we started the show so I just uh thought throw that there but regardless well, timmy rip my pants and call me shorts <laughs> What did you think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? Uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, you know, this is a weird one. Because, um, yeah, like you were saying, that there was like a lot of uh, you know negative stuff coming in. And uh, I, I, I think we are both, we talked about a little bit before, I think we are kind of on a similar page where we didn't have huge expectations, but we were kind of expecting a train wreck, so... At least for me, I was a little excited because I thought like, oh, this is going to be like a, it's not going to be good, but it's going to be like a wild, crazy ride. And I mean, unfortunately, we don't really get that. Um, I I was actually kind of surprised um, with the movie. Uh, it, it's not good. Like, you know, let me get that out of the way and say it, it's not a, a very good movie by far, but maybe because like my expectations were super low. 
maybe a little pleasantly surprised. Uh, again, not a good movie, but I, I do think the one big thing that it has going for it is, you know, I, I thought like a lot of the kills and the gore were pretty good. A lot of the story and the characters are <laughs> like very stupid and ridiculous, uh, but it is it's in a weird place where it's not like so bad or like the performances aren't like you know super cringy that it makes it like a fun bad watch i also didn't think it was like much worse than a lot of you know other like dumb modern horror movies that we watch so i, I don't know the it, it, it ended up being like a little more bland i, I guess than i kind of was expecting where like i thought that all right if it's gonna be bad at least let's hope that it's like crazy over the top bad that it's just kind of like funny to watch and there were a few moments here and there i i thought it was going to be way worse definitely prefer it much more than the uh, the last entry that we had if i had gone to the movie theater uh and paid money to see this i probably would have been more upset but like for something that was just straight to netflix that i didn't have huge expectations for i was like I don't know. It's okay, I I guess. <laughs> so committal, Timmy. You're so committal with your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping it was going to be... Again, I was hoping that this is going to be something like we're really going to be like, oh my god, like this crazy big dumb thing happened. This, and there's like a few things here yeah, and there. You, but... you, want, you wanted Halloween kills again. You wanted us exactly, to sit yeah. here and rant and well, rave. I, and... I, I didn't want the runtime of that well, episode, sure. but, <laughs> but yeah, I did want something like that where we could really... And maybe it's because like I don't think either of us are super passionate about the franchise. Like, you know, there's entries that I really like, but I wouldn't say it's a, you know, a franchise that's like super near and dear to my heart by any means. But yeah, I mean, by the end of it, it I was just kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, I, I feel like there are people online that are saying like, oh my God, I can't believe how bad it was. And it's like, it's, I've seen so many worse, like, you know, modern generic we, horror we movies. Are, like, well, <laughs> we, we are veteran horror movie watchers, Tim. We have seen yeah. much, much, much worse yes, uh, yes. than anything dished out in this movie. I, so yeah, my thoughts on the movie, uh, I, I would also describe myself as kind of pleasantly surprised. Not, not like overly, but... Yeah, I, I, what I would say is that some of the topics and themes that it tries to shoehorn into the film, this movie has no business tackling, and it's, you know, it's, it's not like this is not some serious film with the nuance to tackle things like the survivors of a school shooting or gun control right. or like just stuff like that. Like it's just it's not it, it, you know I just don't think it fits in the, a movie like this. But mm-hmm. what I will say is much like you said the kills by and large are kind of fun and very gory and violent and they're kind of a blast to watch i will say it's 85 minutes so the stuff that i didn't like didn't have enough time to completely ruin the fun i was having and Mm. i will also say that by and large the cast are decent to good none of the characters are that good but right (laughs) you know you you don't have actors who are like completely tanking it because they are Mm just they have nothing to offer and i I think that where i came down on my landing on this is that i think it's a pretty decent slasher sequel and it functions as like a lot of sequels that i enjoy from other franchises where i i I will probably watch this again and i'll have fun watching Mm -hmm. it again at 85 minutes with some fun kills and some of the the character things i don't like i think in time i wouldn't come to like them but i'll get used to them just being there and it'll just be part of the movie after a while and honestly like i would agree it's better than leatherface i think this is better than like probably half of the films in this franchise i think this is this is better than the mm-hmm. beginning 
I, I agree. I, I would say I definitely I, agree with those. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's better than. I mean, some people. So I've, I've noticed Tim. There's a lot of people on the internet who really like the 2003 remake, but uh, after we did it for I, the show, I, uh, I, I, I'm not feeling so hot in that one. I, I do urge a lot of people that are like super into it um, to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, because because I, I do remember when it first came out, also being really hyped on it, and then yeah, when we did it on the show. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say I still mildly like it, but like, it, I I was definitely deflated on our, on our yeah. last watch. Like, it, and I I think the thing that's um hard for me with it, because uh, I, I was actually thinking about this, because just thinking about the franchise in general, for me it's a little hard to divorce it from just that kind of error of like those really crappy remakes that we are getting like all the time in the two thousands, uh, you know, the early two thousands. Uh, which I, I kind of feel like that was seemed like the start of it, you know. Uh, I mean, you said the early two thousands. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake was twenty ten, so it was the whole decade. <laughs> you know, right, right, yeah, sure. It went straight <laughs> up into the early twenty tens. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. if that one had kind of existed on its own, I feel like maybe I'd have a little more fondness for it. And except for now, when like, you know, I, I watch it now, it's like, all right, you're not only thinking about that, you're thinking about like every goddamn you know remake that came out there's not a whole lot that's fun about it and we we talked about Mm -hmm. it at length i don't really talk about it again but i I think this i think this is more entertaining than that movie Mm -hmm. and i think it's i i probably personally like it more than i mean next generation has an amazingly silly ending but it's actually kind of a tedious watch to watch like a a lot of that movie so Bizarrely, I think this one actually comfortably goes into the middle of the rankings in terms of just like just just because some of the other ones are so bad that I, I think this actually lands kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't really argue with that too much. Uh, yeah, I I do feel like Next Generation is a weird one where I always kind of feel like I I like it a little more than I actually do because when you think about it, you just kind of remember the really big over-the-top audacious things like the ending and Matthew McConaughey and all that kind of craziness. But yeah, when you do go back and watch it, like that's not the whole movie. No, like a pretty, lot of it is. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of walking in the woods. And the three had a lot of walking in the woods as well. But, yeah. um, you know, I like this is the other thing. So I know it's online. A lot of people love 2003, the remake. Mm-hmm. Those same people, and a lot of people, also show no respect to Texas Chainsaw 2013, which... That's what I don't get, yeah. Yeah, which, <laughs> for me, is the... After the original, obviously, is the second best movie in the franchise. Not because it's a good movie, mm. but because it's, it's a heavily entertaining and fun movie. Yes. And it's so silly that I love it. And this is not... I mean, I didn't like this as much as that, but, I, you know, I, I came into this after Leatherface, hearing it was going to be bad, and kind of enjoying it as just a slasher sequel where some of the characters are a bit dumb, some of the decisions they make are a bit dumb, some of the plots they try to give the characters to try and make us care about them just feel really, like, try-hard. But yeah, ultimately, it's it's quick, the kills are fun, they're brutal, and it, it takes itself a bit, maybe a bit seriously, but it, do, it doesn't take itself far too seriously. Right? I, I think the, the yeah. way Leatherface, like, kills people kind of, like, it brings the tone closer to what you want, I think. Exactly. In a movie yeah. like this. Whereas, you know, like, and because Leatherface, as much as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the bits of trivia that's always brought up about the original is that there's actually not really any gore in it or even any blood. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it feels that there was because it's so grimy and dirty to watch and you feel like you need a bath after it, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like, 
adding in gore and excessive gore like this movie does doesn't feel misplaced because mm. it already kind of it, it feels like it belongs even though the original didn't have it <laughs> bizarrely i agree yeah. yeah whereas i think the new halloween movies when they add in these extremely over-the-top gory kills i'm kind of like ah oh, no this is this is not michael myers this is a little bit different yeah, yeah. uh no the- yeah, I mean, like, Leatherface is someone who literally, like, you know, eats people and cuts off their faces and stuff. So, yeah, like, you know, the violence and gore, um, you can kind of imagine that versus, like, yeah, Michael Myers, you don't really see him as that kind of person. Oh, I had a decent time with it, actually. You know, I had a decent amount of fun. I, I think the kills, the gore are good, and anything else that isn't good, and there's a lot of other stuff that isn't objectively good, but it's brisk enough that it actually, in many ways, despite the fact that there is a lot of references to, like, you know, phones and internet and social mm-hmm. media and stuff, it actually felt in spirit more like an 80s slasher sequel than I'd say that a lot of attempts to make slasher movies have done in mm-hmm. quite some time. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. For, for, for better and worse, bizarrely. Like, also for the faults, as well as the positives. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I don't want to get like too much into it just because uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I was noticing that's like a thing where I, I've seen so many people talking about it, but they weren't really like talking about how they feel about it. They're mostly talking about why other people, uh, you know, the, their opinions on it were wrong. And so, like, I you know, I don't want to talk too much about oh, like people saying this are wrong or whatever. But um, th- there was like some interesting stuff though where. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are making like these complaints about like, oh, like these characters are so annoying or so dumb or like they don't have enough characterization or whatever. Uh, and I don't know, that's just kind of weird to me because it's like, I don't know, like h- how many like dumb slasher sequels like have you watched? Like, yeah, like a lot of the times the characters are dumb. <laughs> like you kind of want them to be dumb because you want to see them get killed, you know? And also like, you know, if you want more characterization, like, yeah, I mean, the characters were kind of the worst part of the movie. So like... It, like you were saying, like, yeah, it's 85 minutes, so even that stuff that you don't like, it's like, you know, boom, 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 it's kind of done quick. Like, I don't know, I don't really want to see more of these people <laughs> that much. Like, I Yeah, I, I think, obviously, there's examples of horror movies that are good at building the characters and making mm. you care, so you're sort of tense. Whereas, this is a movie that's got a body count. And, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you know, that's what it is, in essence. It may be trying to pretend that it's got some grander message at a couple of points, but, you know, it's kind of fooling itself if it thinks it does. In reality, it's a body count slasher movie, and I don't, yeah, I don't want to, like, care that much. I mean, do you want something for them, but you don't necessarily want right. them to be bogged down and stuff that's going to just start irritating you. And I think this movie, to, to credit a little bit, is that just as I think maybe some of the characters' plots are maybe about to start reaching that level where they're irritating because they're bringing up the same thing again and again, that's right when the characters start dying. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's right when they get shut up. So it's like, oh, no, you know what? They, want? <laughs> they were just starting to get irritating, so they were killed at the right time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay, all right. So you've got that paced out nicely. Yeah. And, you and know, I, I was... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and whether that's by design or whether that's a happy accident, I don't know, but... Either way, it's there. So, yeah. and uh, and I will say too, like I I did generally like the look of this movie. Like there were like certain shots and stuff that I thought like, oh, mm. I I think that looks like really nice. Versus, you know, a lot of time when we watch, um, it, it doesn't look like a Netflix movie. Is the, is the point? It looks like yeah, an actual totally, film. Yeah, yeah, and and there's so many like you know how many generic like studio horror movies have we seen? Like, 
you know, like Ouija or Wish Upon or something that, are, <laughs> you know, that just has no style whatsoever. Well, at least this, like, you know, I was like, oh, like, I like the look of the town and like, you know, that scene where you first see Leatherface, like, standing at the top of the stairs and it's all dark except for, like, the window behind him. I was like, oh, like, these are, like, really good shots. Like, I, I'm liking the, the way this looks. Like, it actually looks like there's some thought and style into it. Yeah, there's a moment, look somewhere in the middle where, like, characters are trying to run to a vehicle or something it, it kind of mm. and Leatherface has not really interacted with a lot of characters yet and it reveals him standing in the archway with the rain like sort of behind yeah. him in silhouette and it's just yeah there's, there's some nice little it kind of treats him as this kind of iconic villain and don't get me wrong not everything they do here is perfect and i think sure. what, what, one of the problems of trying to like tie these movies still to their original films and try to keep that original timeline intact oh god right <laughs> i mean the... we're gonna have to have a whole continuity uh... discussion at some point <laughs> we can have a continuity such a later but I mean, this is less about continuity just let's forget all the sequels just now and just talk about the fact sure. that this is a sequel to the original film mm. is that leatherface here like he has to be around 70 at least right, <laughs> right because okay. there's no yeah. there's no way like even if you tell me he was a teenager in the first film which i don't think he mm. was but no. even even if you tell me he was at youngest he's 65 right now and that's 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 <laughs> assuming he was 15 or give or take in the original yeah. film which I, I admittedly i don't think he was but let's just let's say he's 20 so now he's 70 and it's the same well, uh, problem. Yeah. It's the same problem. Obviously, that they have to do with Halloween is that Michael Myers also has to be in his seventies or at least late sixties, and this is it's almost like they have to do what comic books do with the superheroes. They have to sort of roll like just like this fluid rolling forward of time, so that the characters that don't have to be ancient <laughs> to to. <laughs> I mean, maybe eventually, like when it's like okay. No one will believe any of these characters are still alive because it's been too long. So we have to just kind of pretend that things happened in the nineties instead of the seventies now or something. But <laughs> right, yeah, I, I mean it's so weird uh, to me, like that. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like there are like a few movies where you know you can bring back the characters and people will get excited. You know, like obviously Halloween's a big one. It's like, hey, we're bringing Laurie back. Like people are like, oh yeah, like cool, uh, but. I don't know, like, for this one, like, was anyone really, like, yeah, Sally from the first movie, woo Like, I, I don't know. It, I mean, I saw some of it weird. on Twitter, but, like, I don't know if those people, like, cared before, like, they actually revealed yeah. it. Because the, the two, two couple of thoughts I have on this is, one, Sally's inclusion in this is kind of weird. We can't really talk about why until we get to spoilers, but I will say sure. it's not, like, huge, I guess. To your point there, Sally is not to Texas Chainsaw what Laurie Strode is to Halloween. It's, she's just not the same thing. And mm -hmm. Sally as a character isn't really a character that much. I mean, all she really does in that first movie is scream. And that's not a critique of the original yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just it's just what she is in that film. She doesn't have a character mm -hmm. like Laurie does. So yeah. I mean, I like her in the first film, but yeah, it's not yeah. like... You know, yeah. so no one, no one's itching for that. Uh, and just uh, something that we discovered right before we started here is... We had been assuming up until right before recording that they got the original actress back. Mm -hmm. And it was only just as I was looking at IMDb, I noticed, oh, wait, it's not uh, Marilyn Burns. And then mm -hmm. found out that Marilyn Burns passed away in 2014. Uh, so it was, oh, so it's just they've got <laughs> someone else playing her. And, you know, obviously it was okay. Maybe it was a weird assumption, but I think all the articles when, they, oh, Sally's coming back, I just took that as, oh, they got the actress to come back uh, for yeah. an extended too, cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, 
Which which makes the insistence on bringing her back in some way kind of weird, and it does feel like they just want to kind of try and copy what the the recent Halloween films have done and have found success with, which is the the former slasher like survivor is now a badass who's been training her whole life to take on the you know, the the villain kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I I kind of hate it. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like I just don't. I think a big part of it is like okay, if you if you're bringing back like the original characters, like they have to be old, but which in turn means that the you know villain also has to be old. Which you know instead of like you know if you don't have them there, then you can just kind of use your imagination or have this sliding time scale to just think mm. of you know that the villain kind of stuck in this permanent like age or whatever. But yeah, with having them there, all of a sudden it becomes like you know instead of a crazy monster chasing around teenagers it's like two 70 year olds <laughs> hunting each other and you know it's not just this yeah it's like you know the halloween movies and like you know even like um it, i guess it's like a little different but like terminator comes to mind as well like you know when you see you know like old grizzled uh you know sarah connor um which i, I mean i guess maybe fits a little bit more for that but still it's, it's just something like well, to be well, to be I fair, know, Sarah really Connor, Sarah Connor already became a badass like ages ago in the second yeah, movie. Yeah, that's yeah, not a new yeah. thing for like her return true yeah um if anything anything, actually halloween 2018 and these other movies are actually ripping off t2 it feels more like that yeah yeah. t2 did this that that was the original one that did it and but with t2 like not only would it be okay because it it was unique to its film Mm -hmm. and it it, it made sense and it tied into the themes of what it was doing with everything else but Mm -hmm. Her arc in the first movie kind of felt like it was leading towards her becoming stronger already. So, you know, it followed on. It made sense. And, it, you know, yeah. it was fine. Um, and I'm not necessarily against this happening once with Laurie Strode, necessarily, even though I don't love those new Halloween movies. But, mm-hmm. like, now it's just a trope. So when I, when I see Sally in this movie, like, you'll grab a shotgun off the wall and put her cowboy hat on, and she's like, I'm coming for you, Leatherface. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of, like, rolling my eyes, and I'm just kind of like, eh you know like this badass 70 year old is coming yeah. for leatherface i just I like the, like i think maybe the only thing i want to see is maybe like 15 20 years have like you know a leprechaun legacy sequel where oh, you just God. have like a 70 year old jennifer aniston <laughs> <laughs> like imagine her just like having this like a ton of cunt guns like going leprechaun hunting like that would be pretty cool <laughs> Wait, are we at the point where she's going to be 70 in 20 years? Is she already 50? It sounds, uh, I, sounds close That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, it sounds close. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. Then again, 20 years we'll be in our 50s, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and, and, she'll, <laughs> and she'll look way better than either of us. Oh, probably, yes. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Like in 20 years, we're going to be in our 50s, but we're going to look 90, and <laughs> she's going to be 70 and look 30, so it's going to... Yeah, so the Sally stuff, we'll get into that more in spoilers, but uh, it's, it's kind of a weird inclusion. Although there is part of it that I do kind of like, but it's... Interesting. For, 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 uh, yes, but I think for people who like her inclusion in this, they're going to not like what I like about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because okay, cause to okay. be fair... Like, I, I, I think, think I see where you're going. Even people who have critiqued... Or even people who are praising the film unanimously and saying it's amazing and they love it. Because <laughs> I have seen people like that on Twitter. Even they're saying the one thing they don't like about it is what they do with Sally. So we'll talk about that mm-hmm. properly in spoilers, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, as far as other spoiler-free stuff uh, goes, uh, I, I don't know if there's much left, other than just to say... Honestly, if you, if you like slasher movies, if, you, if you're if you someone who is used to what a 
a decent slasher movie sequel is from the 80s, mm. but not a, gr- not a good movie, just a decent slasher sequel, then... Like, this is... Yeah, like, like to me, this feels like, you know, a, like, <laughs> the sixth or seventh entry in a, in a series where mm. you're like, oh, okay, that's not too bad. Like, you know, it, it's not like... Usually, you know, the first three or four entries are the ones that are, like, really, really good, and then once you get further down the line, it's usually, di- you know, diminishing returns, but, like, this feels like a good later entry <laughs> in a franchise. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, people that are saying this is, like, horrible, the worst thing ever, like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you watched many horror movies? <laughs> yeah, but I've seen both ends, though. I've seen people who are praising it and think it's, like, one of the best ones in the franchise. And I suppose, to, in a way, I've technically said that, but mm. but that's only because I think half of the franchise is shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so keep that in I mind. Mean, uh, Context is yeah. everything here. I mean, uh, let's not beat around the bush. I, I guess what we're saying is we're right, and, you know, <laughs> these people <laughs> seem to be wrong. <laughs> well, we are... We're experts, Tim, you see. We're, of course, yeah. We've got a horror movie podcast. We're, we're... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the professor, and you're my TA. <laughs> Why can't, why can't I be, you know, the, the professor and the scholar or something like that? I could be the scholar. But no, I'm the TA. Full spoilers from this point on for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2022 movie. Uh, I feel like it's weird to have to specify because it's not quite the same title as the original, but it's close enough that I'm just making it clear. Well, I mean, yeah. Texas, Texas Chainsaw 9. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's the other thing. The the naming conventions on these, these sequels are just... Uh, I know, I know. But we're very irritating. It, we're about this we, before. We, we have talked about yeah. that, yeah. We don't have to go to that Was that, that on again. Even More Screams when we talked about that? That was on Even More Screams yeah. uh, episode 2, which is a Patreon exclusive you can get for $1 per month where me and Tim will maybe talk about a recent trailer or whatever and a bunch of movies that we've been watching recently. Just kind of casually, spoiler-free... Uh, it's like mm. an extra bonus once a month uh, along with the, the regular bonus episode which is kind of like the regular episodes but just about another movie um, there you go and I suspect that it won't be too long after this goes out that you'll march his episode I imagine we'll talk about the Nope trailer maybe oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> although although Tara's campaigning that should be on a stop movie because it's, it's aliens <laughs> I feel like other podcasts would be like oh well why don't you just do a special episode together and uh, to that, I say, no way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie starts with like a, it's like a, on TV, there's like a news, it's basically the previously on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the legend of the original film. And it sort of pulls you know, out. The, the way things are going, like movies are just going to start having to have the previously ons. <laughs> like, they, they might as well. <laughs> it would surprise me, but the, it pulls out and uh, our character, Lila, uh, is, is watching. They're actually selling some merchandise at this gas station. They've got like, uh, it's like I Heart Texas shirts, but the, the heart's a, t- a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got like a little chainsaw corkscrew, which is actually a plot set up. That, that's, che- that's Chekhov's chainsaw corkscrew. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get used to stab Leatherface later, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so this is just to set up really that one of the main characters is going to have a clue who this guy is later on when he's killing people <laughs> yeah because you'll have this moment where she recognizes that the the police mock-up of what this the killer looked like back in the day mm. and uh that that's it but yes uh we hear that 
Sally apparently became a ranger and searched Texas for, for Leatherface for decades, but could never find <laughs> him because he was wearing a mask, obviously, when she when she encountered him. Of course, yeah. There's no other distinguishing features. Well, that was my thought, him. is that later on when he sort of walks out, and he's not like got a mask on, he's, he's actually seemingly just been held in a house, like, pretending to be normal-ish for, like, yeah. a long time. Is As soon as he walks out to, like, help his, like, mother or auntie or whoever she is to him uh yeah. like into the ambulance as soon as he walks out you're like oh that's hulky man i wonder if that's leatherface yeah. sally did not look hard enough for this guy yeah <laughs> it's kind of painfully obvious and you know they're in a town that's close to where the original film happened i, I just uh, yeah sally come on what, what were you doing <laughs> you spent 40 years 50 years even looking for this asshole and he's like the most yeah. easy to find dude <laughs> on the yeah. planet <laughs> but uh yeah so we're interested in our main characters uh so we have uh, lila we have our older sister uh who's melody i want to say uh yeah. yeah melody and she's works with dante and th- they as a pair work together and they're going to like turn this town in texas into this new millennial zoomer hotspot for artistic people or something and we also have uh, dante's fiance who's also there as well who is distractingly kind of like samara weaving but not ex- not exactly but she's she's if you saw her at a glance yeah. you could see samara weaving and be and think oh that's samara oh no it's not samara weaving but it looks like samara weaving. Yeah. we're interested in the sheriff who pulls them over to eye them up mostly but he is just kind of like ah oh, you're bringing people to town and he is it when Melody says, oh, our grandmother's from this area, which I thought was going to come up again. Like, maybe it would be mm-hmm. relevant that they have a history family-wise in this town, but it never actually... I mean, I'm surprised it... I'm pleasantly surprised it didn't, because when I heard this, and oh my god, one of them's going to be related to Leatherface, or one of them's <laughs> going to be something-something. And so I was pleasantly yeah. surprised it never came back up again. Maybe maybe, maybe it did originally, and they cut it out or something. Like, maybe there's like extra scenes that got trimmed. I but... mean, you gotta assume they're related to someone. There's, like, two people in the town. So... <laughs> yeah. The only notable thing on the way into town is they run into this guy who has a gun uh, on his belt. Melody gets a bit snarky and, like, talks about how he must be compensating for something, but says it quite loudly so he can hear it. And he mm-hmm. sort of, like, interacts with them. And it, it doesn't get, like, too, like, heated or anything. It's just kind of a little... Just slightly tense. The thing that I think is like kind of weird is it seems like the movie is like bringing up like a lot of stuff, but honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure exactly where like the movie lands on a lot of these issues. That is like, fair. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, for, for, I think, I think for just context here, we, we are both left leaning. We are both liberal, right? We, yeah. we probably side with the main characters in this uh, by for and sure, large yeah. on their, on their ideas. Um, I don't know if the subject of gun control, uh, especially when we find out <laughs> that uh, Lila, the younger sister, survived a school shooting. There's actually some quick flashbacks yeah. to her lying uh, on the floor surrounded by like dead bodies and she's got like a wound on her chest that she survived. And it's like, okay, um, this feels like a really dark, real thing to bring into your like gory... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here to enjoy violence. Don't remind me of real horrific violence in the world like that's not not that's yeah. like something you should do but the gun thing in particular is is, is kind of weird because obviously in horror movies it's this it's the type of genre where ultimately a lot of characters 
need guns for things, right? They need guns for protection. <laughs> There's usually some monstrous serial killer coming after them or something, or maybe it's a monster, literally in some cases. But it's kind of weird to sort of raise this question of gun control because ultimately the characters are going to have to rely on them at some point. So it almost sets you up to think, well, is it going to be kind of saying, hey, see, you needed the gun, so maybe the movie's got a bit of a statement. But at the same time, there's actually multiple points in the movie where the guns that the characters get a hold of don't actually help immediately, and they, they kind of yeah. like screw <laughs> up with them. And it's kind of like saying, no, this wasn't like a magic cure for your problem, is having the gun. So yeah. I kind of agree that it's kind of back and forth, and I'm like, is it try to is it try to just sort of be completely in the middle and say hey like, like know, I, I there's, there's uses here but they're not this magic thing that will fix your problems or something i don't know yeah i mean you kind of assume that generally you're going to be on the main character's side and that the movie wants you to like relate to them or whatever but it does seem the movie is also trying to do a thing where it's like they keep assuming that the people here are like hicks and racists and actually like, you know, these people are the ones that are coming in and like causing trouble without really knowing like, okay. But then also like one of the people in this town is like a crazy killer who will just like, you know, kill people at the drop of a hat. So I, I don't really know what the message that, that's exactly just, is here. Yeah. That, that's just kind of why it gets just really messy and in the, in the sense that because we're dealing with like one of the villains or the, the villain here being this monstrous serial killer who is going to just start mowing people down and we're here to enjoy that to some extent so it's weird to mix in these more real issues that it's trying to it, they have no place in this movie they, they should yeah. not be here to this extent uh trying to pretend to say something because it, it, it just it, it doesn't work and it, it 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 ultimately just muddies up what you're feeling about certain moments because like, as much as there's moments where characters, like, can't use the guns because they're not trained in them, so it just comes off as a silly moment. But the main character, you know, Lila's whole thing is she she is kind of scared around them, but is trying to, like, at one point she gets a little curious and she wants to, like, build up some... It's like she wants to face her fear, right? You know, it's like she's yeah. been running... that She's had this fear ever since she survived this shooting, and she wants to try and, like, build up some tolerance and, like, overcome her fear. It doesn't work very well, and then when she tries to use a gun later on when she's actually in danger, it doesn't work, and it comes off as kind of whatever. But then there's also scenes, like, later on where there's, the, it goes into slow motion as she's, like, trying to get to the shotgun, and she's, like, crawling for it, and it treats it like yeah. this angelic <laughs> moment almost, where it's, it's, it's her one grasp of, like, trying to, like, survive is to get to the shotgun. And yeah. I have no problem with guns in movies, by and large, because ultimately it's fiction. Like, I, I you know, I enjoy people getting mauled to death with chainsaws in movies. I have no interest sure. in people getting mauled to death with chainsaws in real life. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> but it does murky it when you start bringing in the subjects of the real world and you start to try and right, say, yeah. at least pretend you're saying something. And ultimately, the movie isn't really saying anything because it just kind of... It, it almost tries to just both sides it a bit too much to the point where it doesn't have yes, anything yeah. to say. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree completely. Like, uh, I'm not opposed to a horror movie maybe, like, you know, dealing with some of these issues, but yeah, I don't think the ninth Texas Chainsaw Massacre no. movie is the one to do it. I, I don't think a slasher movie is the... the like, I think you can have a, a yeah, horror yeah. movie that has something to say, and many do, but I I, I don't think a straight-up slasher movie where we're, where we're going to be enjoying people being ripped in half with chainsaws is the yeah. place to do it. Uh, maybe you could do it satirically, right? And sort of, mm -hmm. like, maybe point the camera back at the audience in a way and say, hey, you're enjoying all this violence. Maybe we should question, like, how we feel about violence in cinema. So you could maybe do something like that, but... 
Yeah, I mean, that's like the whole like plot of funny games. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, but you'll notice that funny games has a very, very different and specific tone that is nothing like a slasher totally, movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that is kind of weird, and there's a lot of these little moments sort of sprinkled throughout that kind of kind of deal with that the weird thing is is it's like it's a very easy concept like these people want to revitalize the town so they show up to this ghost town only yeah leatherface is still there so he starts calling them like that's all you need like you don't have to keep bringing up all this other stuff like mm -hmm. it's a very simple easy pre premise you get the bodies there and then leatherface you know starts doing his thing like that's uh, it, like you said it, it just kind of like muddies the waters the more complexities they try to add to it yeah, and I, and I don't want to say that you shouldn't try to give your characters, like, motivations and conflicts and moral dilemmas. Because ultimately, you know, Melody, when... The, the, the key conflict to the movie before, you know, Leatherface starts killing people is that when they get to the small town and they go into one of the buildings, and they're, they're supposed to own all the buildings on the street, is they go into the orphanage because they want to take down... There's a Confederate flag hanging outside and they want to take that down. They go into this 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 old orphanage and this old woman with like an oxygen tank is there and she's not supposed to be there and they say, Hey, like you're supposed to have left already, like did the bank not make this clear? Did you know so on and so on? And she claims she still owns the house, it was cleared up and she still has the deed to the house. And they're like, That's not possible. She you know, she says a few dated things uh to dante who's black and it, you know he's like okay we're not playing nice anymore i'm just gonna go get the police to remove you let's just be done mm -hmm. with this and when they try to remove her she has a has a cardiac incident yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh or, or at the very least she's, you know, she, she collapses she's she, she needs yeah. care because it's such a small town, like this, this little sheriff van is actually also the ambulance. So they load her in, and her son slash whoever. And this is the thing: there was no female member of the family back in the original film. Uh, so mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like if there's an implication of who who this is supposed to be, or if this is just a case of ah, oh, this is someone else they added down the line that is now old. Yeah, I mean, I, I have I, that's probably my biggest question, like in terms of like continuity stuff is yeah like where's the rest of the family like if this is a direct sequel to the first movie yeah like where's the brother the father the grandfather and well tim tim leatherface is yeah. 70 i think you can write off the father and grandfather sure <laughs> sure uh but then yeah like now there's this mother character that we never heard of i don't know it's just it's just strange and uh, i i think there was an interview uh that i was looking at uh i forget if his uh fetty alvarez or if it was the writer or, or someone's basically talking about how like yeah like technically if you think about it like the other movies can still be in continuity because you can just imagine like you know leatherface leaving the orphanage and getting into incidents or whatever <laughs> and i'm like i don't know that just, that just makes it like way more confusing like that's like i can't even begin to fathom that like i don't know there's i feel like there's just so many questions that are brought up with that i don't know i i kind of hate this like whole whole idea of yeah him like being in the orphanage and uh because i think like leading up to it one of the things we were hearing about was that yeah the like part of the story was like leatherface tried to become a good person like after the first movie or whatever he went into hiding and tried to do good and then part of this movie was like you know people bringing him back out which isn't really the case <laughs> um no 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 it, but, it's, it's not implied that he was ever trying to do good or it, it, it yeah. just implied that he was hiding and may yeah. maybe this this woman kept him kind of in check because it ultimately her dying because she she dies in the ambulance on the way to the hospital 
uh and that's you know and he's in the ambulance with her and that's when he just like that's it killer leatherface is back and he snaps the the deputy's wrist uh you know and from there the the movie plays out and what's funny is like he doesn't even take time to think about it it's like as soon as she's dead he's like well i'm back baby (laughs) and it's like within that second he's yeah stabbing the uh the police officer with his own exposed bone (laughs) it's kind of weird because like i don't think there's necessarily a problem with like a sort of parable about even well-intentioned characters making a mistake, which, you know, ultimately that's kind of what happens here is that... So so the guy they run into on the way here, uh, Richter, his character, he's actually the guy who works in town and fixes things up and has prepared all this stuff for them. He takes their keys and says, I'm not giving you these keys back until you prove that you actually do own that house because effectively you kicked her out and killed her if you, if you don't. And mm-hmm. they go back into her house because they can't find their own paperwork. It was back at the office... So they go back into her house and start looking through things and they, like Melody does find like, the deed, so kind of implying that there was a mistake made here and that they never legally got, got this this particular building. And I have no problem with like a parable of, like, okay, these are well-intentioned characters who effed up and yeah. that can be okay, that can be a learning moment, that can be all these things. But there there is kind of this vibe in the movie that is kind of like, ah, these young, you know, like liberal assholes like are just taking things from like old-fashioned folk and totally, ruining yeah. everything for them and, and leatherface it, it just inherently becomes kind of the symbol of vengeance for it because yeah. they killed his mother so now he's on a rampage killing all of them i mean i don't think the movie is actually trying to say this but you could if you wanted to you could read this movie being if you try and like come and take our land from as you youngsters we will murder you all. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... You, you could read it like that if you really wanted to. Yeah, but, like, it, it's also, like, so weird, though, too, because, like, I don't know, like, on the one hand, it feels like you're kind of supposed to feel sorry for this lady, but then also on the other hand, it's like, yeah, she was hanging up, like, a racist flag, and she was, like, you know, saying some very outdated, you know, like, racist things. So, like, yeah, again, I'm just, like, not really sure exactly, like, you know how i'm supposed to feel she's still harboring freaking leatherface <laughs> very true yeah yeah, like, yeah she's, she's not a nice person she's harboring a serial killer well yeah. at least uh at least, at least someone who committed a singular massacre um it's, it's actually, all about cancel culture like i mean are we really gonna hold someone to their past i mean <laughs> what leatherface did is basically like when someone digs up like someone's tweets from like 15 years ago <laughs> you know like yeah, he moved on like come on let's yeah it's actually kind of weird that they're selling like chainsaw merchandise for this because as we yes. pointed out previously <laughs> in the original film which is the only one in continuity mm-hmm. and the movie implies that as well the opening news program implies it's just the original that happened yeah he only killed one person with a chainsaw <laughs> True. <Yeah>. <laughs> only <laughs> the one that's uh, not much of a massacre yeah. uh well it was a massacre but it wasn't a massacre via chainsaw specifically <laughs> Also, though, like, the first one, though, it, like, opens with there already being killings in the area. Yes. So, like, I mean, we, we can also assume that it's not just the people from the first movie that, you know, would be tied to their... Oh, for sure. Whatever, yeah. Killings. Yeah, and grave robbing and, and then, all stuff, you know, they, yeah. they lost a few things at the start. And since... All right, so we know this is a sequel to the first movie, but if Leatherface was a prequel to the first movie, is that technically in continuity? 
I'm, I'm going to say no, even though technically you could say it is, but I'll say no. I don't. I don't. I don't want it to be. Yeah, I don't want it to be. <laughs> I, I don't think the makers of this want it to be. I, I don't think they even thought about it. They don't need to care about that one. Like they don't yeah. have to read that continuity because it's just that. Uh, it's just it never happened. It's fine. Just. But yeah, so so they, they take the old woman away. She dies in the ambulance. Uh, the fiance went with them because Melody felt bad and she wanted I, to go. Um, this might have been one of the dumbest things in the movie. <laughs> I was like, no one has to go with her. Like, why Why are they doing this? Yeah. That was silly. Like, even if you felt bad, like, I, I totally understand, like, feeling bad and being like, oh, can you give us updates? Like, anything, like, if you want to help out, whatever, but, like, what are you going to do by going with them? I would say make sure she's not alone, but the big hulking son did come down and accompany exactly, her into yeah, the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's a whole, like, part here where, like, this fiancé is actually still alive even once the van crashes and is, like, kind of trying to, like, text and call on the radio whilst trying to not... Because Letterface is out back, like, cutting off the mum's face so that he can wear it. Uh, and you, you remember the bit that's from the trailer that everyone remembers, which is like the the cornfield and the like his head yeah. popping up. That's not like the sunflower field. Yeah, that's not at the start of this. It's uh, after the sequence of events, but yeah. you know it's, it's in this area that it happens. Uh, so that's kind of sets you up for that. The the thing that drives me crazy, and I I understand it's a movie, like you can't, you know, you have to speed things up. But like the if if I was in you know this woman's shoes, like. I see what's going on. Like she, she tries to play dead. It's like, I'm going to play dead for like 24 hours <laughs> before I maybe <laughs> like decide to get up and make a run for it. She like, sees like Leatherface is doing that. She's like, Oh no, like I better play dead. And then like, you know, 15 seconds later, she's like, okay, is it safe now? It's like, dude, like wait like a couple of hours at least before you decide <laughs> to like phone someone or like run away or whatever yeah because there's a moment where like the the sheriff in the driver's seat he starts like you know he's he's, he's close to dead but he starts kind of like sort of like breathing and coughing a bit and he's like you know yeah. just, just sitting there being miserable and Leatherface comes up and kills him and finishes the job off and that's what sort of scares her into being like oh shit i need to like, yeah. <laughs> like play dead play dead <laughs> uh, yeah uh and then Letterface, he just kind of ends up back at the house because it's when Melody and Dante go into the house to look for this deed uh, whilst the party bus of people are like, well, they have like a barbecue just now. When it starts raining later, they all go into the... Because this is a bus that's got like a higher bit at the back so they can have like a party in the bus. Yeah. Uh, but they... I say but it's more of a coach than a bus. I mean, bus is a bit yeah. disingenuous. They're in the house scooping around. We get kind of our equivalent of the, the mallet kill from the, the original film, Leatherface just sort of pops out at him and you don't see it till later because he actually, because Dante actually gets back up and walks outside and he doesn't last very long. He just walks out in the rain for a little bit and Richter like sees the injury and uh, yeah. like, to, you know, at that point he decides to go after Leatherface but, you know, his, like, his entire like mouth and jaw, like part of it's just ripped mm -hmm. away and for the record, I have no idea like how much I can show some of this stuff on the, the video and the <laughs> edit. Uh, I may have to like either censor or just cut around the actual shots of gore but yeah. <laughs> so bear that in mind like i'm, I'm not showing you the, the the best of the best stuff one thing i actually thought was like a really nice touch uh with this is they have like a swinging door so when he goes to attack him like the door is swinging so you know it swings open and then you see like a little bit of the attack and, uh, then, yeah. and then it closes and then it, just a very nice like cool little visual touch what one, one of the things actually see with richter because they're, they're sort of presenting him as this menacing this possible menacing figure who's going to be mad at these mm -hmm. you know oh these city folk coming to my town 
kind of thing. <laughs> but he, t- he turns out to be a relatively decent guy in the sense that when he sees that uh, Dante is injured, he tries to help him, but then he dies in his arms. And he's like, immediately, yeah. he's like, go call the police. And he pulls out his gun and he goes to try and take out Leatherface. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the moments where I was saying earlier that his gun does him no good. Leatherface kicks his ass mm-hmm. and kills him very quickly. You know, he, yeah. he, he gets brutally murdered. His head gets bashed in extremely mm-hmm. viciously until it's just pulp. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a very violent death. And Melody sees a lot of this one under the bed and you know like i said earlier on he'd taken their keys for the both their car and the coach and he actually mm-hmm. tries to like sort of take them out as he's dying because he sees yeah. her under the bed she's like hey you can get away like it, it turns out to be like a reasonable and I, I was it was a nice little swerve in the sense that for a little while when he took the keys i thought is he like taking the keys because he knows leatherface is going to come and kill them now because he, uh, yeah. he seemed to know the old woman, so I thought, oh, like, he knows that Leatherface is going to want to kill them now, so maybe he's, like, trapping them in the town so that Leatherface can just go, go wild. But then, obviously, Makes later on, it, it yeah. turns out he's, like... But he, this, is, oh, this is a bit weird. He clearly knows enough about, like, who she has with him that as soon as he sees the injury, he's like, I know who this is, and he gets his gun out, and he's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go take him on. So, which makes yeah. the fact that Sally couldn't find them even sillier, that other characters in the town were aware that this dangerous guy was with her. All right, so he, he's the guy that's, like, fixing stuff in the town or whatever. But again, I'm wondering, like, how many people are actually in this town? Like, again, it seems like it's just the mom and Leatherface. Like, I, and Rector I, and the <laughs> sheriff and the deputy. Yeah. Five characters. There's five characters that are still associated with this town. I have to assume that there is, like, some residential areas that we don't yeah. see that still have people in them. Or, sure. or that the sheriff and deputy actually, like, like take care of, like, multiple small towns. Because I, I can't imagine that this small town with a population of three people would, like, qualify for two police officers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it feels a little bit like a, a waste of some resources there, but... I do always wonder, like, when I when I'm on like a, you know, like a long drive and, you know, you just go on like, you know, you know, like on the highway for six hours or whatever. And like, you know, sometimes you'll drive by, they'll just be like one house and just like, you know, the side of the road. And it's just <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like what do those people do whenever like they need anything? Like, do they have to drive like hours to, you know, get gas or groceries or like how do they get mail or yeah if they do need to call the police or whatever like i'm always interested by that yeah you, you i guess if you want to be that secluded you're taking that risk of if you need a, if there's an emergency that you are going to be in a rougher spot like it's yeah. going to take longer to get to the hospital it's going to take longer to whatever you know but yeah. i guess you, you weigh up that risk when you make that life choice <sighs> yeah of course, dur- during all this section of the film, Leatherface starts like pounding in the wall with a hammer, and I'm like, I like I kind of love it because it's stupid. This is, but this is really stupid, and I kind of love it because of that. But it's also really <laughs> stupid, and that is, you can't just have a new chainsaw. His sure. same chainsaw <laughs> from fifty years ago still works. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe chainsaws regularly work after fifty years of use. What's really weird about it to me, though, is I feel like at the very least he'd have to put in some new fuel because he takes it out the wall and just immediately pulls on it and it starts working. Yeah, I mean, maybe those older models, they just ran better than, you know, maybe nowadays people just kind of make them and you just, you know, you understand that you're buying this for like six months and then you have to get a new one or whatever. Like maybe like, you know, this was back when 
<laughs> they were made with quality. I feel like either the gas goes bad or just like evaporates over time mm. or something. I don't know. Like if someone will tell us in the comments exactly. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't just turn on. Even even if mechanically speaking, it was still functional. I'm surprised like they didn't have one of the like characters go like, oh, like is that using fossil fuels or something like? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole section here after uh, Richter's killed. Melody like has to sneak out with the keys, and she can kind of see that he's in a certain room in the house. So she's trying to climb over the the staircase like banister, and she actually lands down on the stairs quite quietly. But then looks up, and Leatherface is already standing there, and he just throws I, think, I don't know if it's a mallet or a knife or something. Like, he throws something at her, but she falls in a, like a mallet. Yeah. yeah, she falls in through the floorboards uh, at the bottom of the stairs. And he comes this down. This part's cool. I like this. Yeah, he comes down with a chainsaw, and she ends up in the, the the crawl space under the house. And she sort of tried to like, get out, but he's like sticking the chainsaw down through the floorboards. Mm. It's a fun sequence. Like honestly, the, the actual kills and the, most of the stalking parts of the kills are kind of fun. Like this. This is yeah. why I'm saying I'd recommend it to slasher fans. I think there's enough in here to totally, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and this is exactly one of these sequences where it it does the, the the first shock one where you're not sure if he knows she's down exactly where and the chainsaw just comes through the floor but then then there's like a lot of her looking up through the floorboards and you can see the light getting blocked when he's standing over and you know all, all those little moments uh it's very cool yeah and it, it kind of reminded me of jaws in a way <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah yeah like you reverse jaws where like you know you usually see the the fin coming out of the water and instead in this one it's like the saw coming down from the floorboards <laughs> 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 that, that, uh, for anyone who's not getting what I'm doing here, I'm doing the Jaws theme but via chainsaw. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> I like it. Eventually, her sister happens to catch her screaming or whatever and pulls out one of the side things and pulls her out. So, although just before she gets out though, Leatherface <laughs> cuts the pipe and she gets covered in shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she gets covered in shit right before she. She she is the golden shovel from Twin Peaks. Dig yourself out of the shit. Forty nine ninety five, or whatever the price was. <laughs> so they run to the bus. So they all end up on the bus. They're all hiding on the bus. We get the scene that was teased in the trailer, but obviously it's a big set piece moment in the movie itself, which is him getting on the bus. The driver gets he's decapitated. You see the head come back on the bus. Leatherface oh, comes yeah. <laughs> in. I actually, I did like how this was filmed to start with, which is the, uh, so the woman who's kind of organized the actual bus and the party, she like sees the decapitated head. She knows there's danger out there because she saw uh, Dante earlier being, and you know, be dying. She starts backing up slowly through the bus as everyone else is unaware. That, I mean, other than the sisters who also know that bad stuff's happening, as everyone else is just sort of like singing, dancing, drinking whatever and she's just backing up with this look on her face as everyone else is just kind of oblivious until leatherface walks in don't try it and bro you'll get cancelled the... <laughs> i still stand by that line i think it's very funny like <laughs> it's it's one it's so stupid and over the top uh but i mean again like you know all of these characters are very like mm. yeah kind of hipster millennial or gen z whatever he looks like so freaky and scary like if you saw something like that in real life you know, like in the middle of nowhere, just stepping on your bus where you have nowhere to want, run. Like, yeah, your your first thought is not going to be like, yeah, you're going to be canceled. Like, you know, you would be shitting your pants. <laughs> and you do, I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny. You do actually see on one of the phones, though, one of them was live streaming it. So, they, oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, some yeah. of it did get broadcast, this, this like, massacre. <laughs> and this is the thing. This may be the first scene in the franchise where there's literally just a massacre 
in like one scene that's true yeah yeah because he yeah. kills with the exception of the sisters who run into the bathroom there's a, there's a bit of a here's johnny moment with the chainsaw eventually oh, yeah. uh, but he I, uses a chainsaw a lot in this he does yeah he uses it a lot <laughs> in fact he kills everyone on this bus i think with the chainsaw there's at least yeah. one guy who gets like sliced from like the shoulder down and like so it's like a proper yeah, you know, yeah. that looks good uh the, the the party organizer woman she's like trying to crawl out the window and she gets like cut in half at the like the stomach and so you see her intestines like falling out yeah. Again, I have no idea if I can show any of this on YouTube. I probably can't. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll heavily censor or something. I don't know. But it, like, this is a fun sequence. Um, it's yeah. you know it's brutal. It's fil- It's just him. It's a sort of thing where you. I feel like a movie back in the day that would tease like a killer in a situation like this where he's got a lot of people in a confined space. Most mm. movies would cut to like, the an exterior shot where most people actually get out like you know the killer will get a few people as they're running away but most of them will still get to the exit and run away so you'll, you'll just cut to people screaming and running this, this movie actually fulfills the promise which is no he is going to murder with the exception of the two leads who are going to find a way to just narrowly get out he is going yep. to kill everyone in this crowd on this bus yep. and, and and it's like a and it all has this like um kind of like blue party like yeah like kind of thing to it which uh which again is like a nice little touch it gives it a little more style than just yeah being on like just a plain looking yeah. bus or whatever and they use this kind of like blue party kind of digital thing uh as the the when it got to the, the credits at the end like it had that kind of that style oh yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. bit of a bit of a sort of neon kind of vibe in the credits uh, one of the more stupid moments I had with the characters, though, is that so Sally shows up soon, right? And the sequence of events here blur a little bit in my mind. Uh, but yeah. Sally shows up, and she, she we saw her like get a call saying stuff's going on, and she goes out to the first kill scene and like realizes that this is it, like he's here, it's him. She shows up, she's got a shotgun, and the the two girls get in the car, and she's like, "No, we're going to wait here. They want you, so I'm I'm going to." Oh, he wants you, so I'm going to wait here. I'm going to lure him in and then kill the bastard. I do kind of love that when she gets out of the car and she tries to go, you know, toe-to-toe with Leatherface. She goes into the house. It's a little bit weird that Leatherface, because Leatherface has been killing everyone, so it's kind of weird that he knows Sally, because Sally's got this moment where she's like, she says the names of these, she's like, she's like, Franklin. Remember Franklin, Leatherface? <laughs> <laughs> and Leatherface is just like, uh, and he just walks out. He just doesn't give a shit. And I thought, Okay, I get that he doesn't care that she's Sally and doesn't remember who Sally is. I'm I'm cool with that, but I don't understand why he doesn't try to kill her still because he's killed sure. everyone in his path at this point. So that's a bit weird. Yeah. But the one thing I do like about this is that I kind of appreciate that, and this is kind of because I don't think Sally's that important. And while I do think it's a waste of time even trying to bring her back because it's like this plot beat that I just think is kind of silly. I do kind of like that she just immediately gets killed. Like, when she tries to actually fight him... It's kind of funny. <laughs> when Leatherface goes out and he's, he's going after the girls, Sally comes out. We get the impalement with the chainsaw where he lifts her up with the mm. chainsaw through her stomach. And yeah. she's actually up in the air. Uh, and it's just it's a great visual. And I'm sure people are probably mad at us saying this because maybe they hold Sally near and dear to their hearts. But I just, <laughs> Sally as a character is just kind of whatever. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, I, I think what I liked about this is that it... Because up until this point, I'm like, oh, you're copying the Jim Lee Curtis stuff from Halloween to a point. She's not obviously as central to the story, but it's still kind of feel like you're copying the vibe of that. I think I yeah. like this as a swear of, no, 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 we're just going to kill her. Like, she's, 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 she's dead. That's fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah, especially since, like, I, I felt like uh, they're making such a big deal about it, you know, leading up to the movie. Like, Sally's back. Like, oh, you know, bringing back this character. So, 
Uh, I, I guess I didn't really think about that, you know, much while I, when I watched it. But it, yeah, looking back at it, it's kind of funny that yeah, it's ultimately pretty pointless. <laughs> I think the silly part here, though, this is the dumb character choice that I was saying, is that for some reason the two girls, because before she tries to fight Leatherface, she throws them the keys and says, "Go get out of here!" Right? She says that to them. For some reason, they sit in the car and just watch all this happen and don't actually try and leave until Leatherface is done and it can now focus his attention on them. And yeah. they immediately crash the car because of it <laughs> and don't get away. And it's just one yeah. of those dumb character moments in a slasher movie where like, if you had just left like 30 seconds earlier, you'd be gone. You'd, yeah. you'd be away. <laughs> and he could do nothing to you because you'd be on the road in a car. But alas we're here uh <laughs> melody gets uh, her leg impaled a little bit so she's kind of stuck and she's like no you have to go like lila has mentioned a couple of times in this film she's got survivor's guilt she's like oh all the people who died at, at, at the her school like they were important she's not important she's not special she's not gonna do anything good with her life she has survivor's guilt she she picks up one of richter's guns because he's got like a machine gun just lying around for some reason mm. was it him in the beginning that mentioned that they had feral hogs <laughs> In well, the area. He said that's what his handgun was for. I don't know if he <laughs> meant his machine gun was also for that. <laughs> but she tries to fire it and nothing happens. And again, I kind of like this. I was kind of like, you, you were trying to set up this idea that, oh, she has to get over her thing and just embrace the gun. But I kind of yeah. liked it when she tried to use it. It was like, no, that, that didn't save you. <laughs> you have no yeah. idea what you're doing with it. <laughs> and that's something that I think a lot of like horror movies do is they'll have characters just to immediately know how to fire a gun. Uh, so I, I think it kind of worked that. Mm-hmm she didn't and sally is actually still alive briefly to like throw her shotgun and like shoot leatherface once but then she croaks <laughs> she finally goes down <laughs> they, they go into a building that's for some reason there's like a hole in the floor that leads to like water uh i don't okay. know yeah, d- d- whatever Ra- random movie set thing her sister does show up and is like strangling leatherface at one point and ultimately they seem to win by uppercutting him with the chainsaw is, is the best I can describe it. So I, I do think it's kind of interesting, though, that ultimately the victory, and I, I say seemingly victory, because it, it does kind of... Uh, we'll get to the ending, but... Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's not the shotgun that ultimately saves them. It's, it's the chainsaw itself. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But she, she uppercuts him in the chin with the chainsaw, and he falls into the water. And then they're like, oh, we survived, we won. And immediately I thought, you don't know he's gone. You don't, he went into yeah. that water. Like, he could be <laughs> anywhere. They walk back out to the car. The end of the movie is that they're in Dante's fancy car and they turn on the self the autopilot and they, they're just kind of relaxing and it's like, oh, we're finally, we're free. We're done. Mm-hmm. And they crack a joke and we get the, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street ending or the whatever, you know, a- any slasher mm-hmm. ending where the killer pops out and does something to one of the characters right in the end. Leatherface mm-hmm. just, you know, his hand comes in rips Melody out, and because the car's on autopilot, it's still moving, so Lila, like, pops her head through the sunroof and screams, and it's kind of reminiscent uh, almost to, like, Sally in the back of the truck, you know, watching Leatherface. They're kind of going for, like, a similar totally, vibe. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's got Melody by the hair, and he just <laughs> grabs his chainsaw and decapitates her, and her body <laughs> falls while he's still holding the head, and Sally, or sorry, uh, Lila is just screaming in the car as it's moving as it, I, I love this like 2022 version of like like it's an autopilot in car which is a real yeah. thing now which is so surreal but it is it's a real thing and 
then Leatherface starts, you know, waving his chainsaw around, and it's like the end of the first movie, and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, roll credits, which I like the ending. I'm not gonna lie. I, I know. I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's cruel, but it's cruel in a fun way. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's like it's very over the top uh, to the point where, yeah, like you are kind of laughing at like you know just how crazy and gory uh it is and um and it actually like there is something that is like kind of freaky about like yeah lila being stuck in this car and having to watch this and like screaming like i, I don't know like it does just kind of like have like a weird look to it um yeah no i i actually i was i was pretty surprised that they went there but i i liked it <laughs> i i guess the the way i'd look at it is that one you could sort of tie it into like she's the only survivor or something again right so she's got to yeah. deal with that uh i don't think it's saying anything great about or like it has anything great to say about it though i think it's just i don't know movie stuff oh, sure but, yeah yeah um but what i will say though is that the idea like since we're dealing with all these younger characters and it, it, the movie it does kind of point out a lot of modern things right mm-hmm. uh is that the idea of a self-driving car, <laughs> like <laughs> sort of like trapping her? Not, not that I mean, I'm sure she could like stop the car if she really stopped and thought about it and like press some buttons. Sure, yeah. But mm-hmm. she, she, you know, she's she's kind of trapped by the, this trapping of modern technology as she watches her sister die. And I, I mm-hmm. guess it's I don't know, like you know your modern technology can't save you. These comforts you have in the modern world will mm-hmm. not save you. Ultimately, it has to come down to you versus the monster one on one, and well yes so you sought comfort in this this futuristic <laughs> device you paid the price for it and the price was your sister's head <laughs> and it's very deep i mean i don't know if they were well, thinking about that when they were filming it but <laughs> i mean i, I do think, like that take on it i don't think it's that deep <laughs> i mean i, I mean I, you can stroke my ego all you want to I, I think I'm, I'm grasping a little bit here uh, but i mean there, there's something there i guess uh, mostly sure, yeah, yeah. mostly i just think it's a fun little like haha decapitation gotcha yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mostly that's where i'm at with it and then there was uh i don't know if you watched after the credits there was a little after credit scene oh no i didn't i stopped what was, what was the after credit scene i mean it's like two seconds all it is is just leatherface walking back home all right okay <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so there, there's like nothing but i was like oh okay yeah i suppose it's open for sequels uh if they want a fun one and the weird thing is is that like i mean they sold it to netflix so i guess they've already mm. kind of seen it as some sort of a failure but then i guess if netflix loves <laughs> if they, i mean if lots of people watch it on netflix and it's trends and it gets a lot of buzz yeah. you know for good or bad reasons then netflix might say hey make us another one yeah <laughs> they, they might like it's not impossible yeah i mean like one thing you do, you do gotta give it uh is i mean granted maybe i'm only seeing it because you know, I'm I'm friends with so many horror people, but I a lot of people were talking about it. You know, on on Twitter and stuff over the weekend. So, I mean, yeah, obviously not all of it was uh was positive things, but yeah, like you said, I'm sure. You know, if they're just looking at algorithms, um, you know, if they're seeing that hey, a lot of people watched it, a lot of people are talking about it, maybe yeah, they'll want to do another one. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a shame that like this franchise now, like, seems to struggle to have a second entry. Yeah, <laughs> to, to like uh, you know, like like they've all been kind of these like singular restarts for the last few movies. So, and I'm not saying yeah. like I, I'm desiring a sequel to this. It's like, but if you told me this Leatherface is going to brutally murder another bunch of people, like I'll take it. I'll watch sure. it. Yeah, I'll have fun with it. <laughs> you know, as, as long as it's as brutal and as gory, I'll have a fun time. 
Yeah, it really comes down to that. <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, I totally agree, and I mean, I do think a lot of it is gonna have like you know, uh, come with like your expectations for the movie and the series and stuff because you know we are comparing it to, you know, the, these recent Halloween movies, which I, I do think is kind of an apt uh, comparison, and yeah, I think the big difference is, you know, that this is doing something that feels more aligned with the franchise versus you know halloween like you know you know that's not something you expect michael myers to do but you know these kind of over the top brutal gnarly kills is something that um you know leatherface uh, yeah, and it doesn't, can get away with more and it doesn't fit perfectly with the franchise especially in terms of continuity there's lots of questions oh, sure, should, yeah. I mean, even if just the continuity of the first one i know it doesn't i know it's intentionally ignoring the sequels but it doesn't but it still like it still mm-hmm. feels cl- much closer to what a texas chainsaw massacre movie should feel like uh, or at least a new version of what it should feel like versus those new Halloween movies, which I think just kind of betray what a Halloween movie is supposed to feel like. Uh, this, in some ways, is obviously kind of aping its, their success by trying to like copy some elements from it, but it's also much shorter. Like, you know, Halloween Kills, like, we, we went two and a half hours, but the movie itself was like two hours long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was a long-ass movie. This is 85 minutes. It, it is brisk. And maybe there was more problematic storylines that got cut out or got trimmed down heavily, and that's why they're not too much of a problem now because they're not good. But at least they just—they're just—it's what the characters are up to until they get to die, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, try to bring in some really serious subjects though into the movie is kind of weird, and for the most part, I'm enjoying it in spite of it trying to make me think of these very serious things that I do have opinions on that I do feel strongly about for sure yeah. but I don't necessarily want to end a movie like this because like I'm here for the carnage so yeah absolutely and I think it is interesting because uh, it does show you that like you know how far uh you know just good kills and gore can go in a movie because uh, yeah you know there's a lot of other movies um you know especially like you know these bigger like studio horror movies where like you know, it, it feels very generic and boring. Um, and, and like, you know, just the kills and the gore themselves just like aren't good. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, you can have a, you know, it, it's okay to have like dumb story elements and dumb characters. Uh, but if you can at least nail like, you know, the horror elements to it that, and that can really do a lot to bolster a movie and, you know, take it from something that's like generic or tedious or boring to like, Something that's like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of had fun watching this. Yeah, I mean, I had more fun watching this than I do, say, like Halloween 5 or 6. You know, to, just sure. to compare it to some yeah. other sequels from a big long-running franchise. Or, I mean, Friday the 13th is a bit more consistent, but I mean, I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed this more than Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, I liked it more than Freddy's Dead. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, probably every Saw movie, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're slasher. I mean, we're slasher fans, and we we dislike yeah. those movies. So, I mean, that's an unpopular take, probably. But yeah, I do like it more than pretty much all the Saw movies. Yeah. Uh, and it probably helps us. It helps this movie in particular that we don't get enough just proper slasher movies anymore. So even though it has true. a lot, yeah, of the, that's true. Even though it has a lot of the faults of like slasher sequels gone by, mm-hmm. like I'm almost a little endeared. Even even though the faults are a bit, you know, they're a bit different because it's like using these modern things that it's exploring. But you know, it's it's, it's not really that different to some of the stupidity and some some of these older slasher sequels that yeah. you know have have characters that are talking about things that were relevant at that time or or just had characters who were obsessed with certain ideas or stuff. So whatever. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
If you're a fan of like 80s slasher sequels, I would say you'll probably get something out of this. But that's assuming that you also are forgiving to the bad characters and you know things like that in those movies too. If if you if you think they're better for some reason because you have like nostalgia goggles on for a lot of them, then maybe it won't quite work as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not saying it's a masterpiece by no. any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. I mean, ultimately, it boils down to it's not a good movie, but right, it's right. a pretty <laughs> decent slasher movie. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense, I yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think we can uh, rate the movie then, Timmy. What are you uh, giving it? Uh, it? it is a little hard to rate. Uh, again, you know, because uh, it, you know, again, like you know, we can't go because I, I do feel like we surprisingly did have a lot of positive things to say about it. But again, it's not like you can go super high. <laughs> I think either. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised uh, at how enjoyable it was. Um, you know, it, it does feel like it's almost down the middle where it's like, okay, um, yeah, you do have like some really good kills and gore, but then also some very dumb story and character elements. <clears throat> so uh, I, I think I'm just going to go slightly above the middle and do a, a 5.5. Um, you know, it's uh, it's certainly not as bad as, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was made out to seem. Uh, but, you know, it, again... Yeah, it's not a masterpiece, but like, uh, you know, if you're just kind of not thinking about it too hard, just want a quick fun time with, you know, lots of over the top gore and fun kills. And like you were saying, you know, just kind of, you know, don't think too much about some of the parts that kind of fall flat, like trying to bring in the serious real life elements and that kind of thing. Just, you know, just let it go by <laughs> as quick as it does in the movie and then just kind of have a fun, dumb time with uh, the other stuff. Yeah, I'm trying. Do I want to nudge it up to a six? I don't. Probably not. Like I, I feel like I don't want to sort of say that it's it's good, good. But yeah. uh, I will. I will agree with the five point five. But say that like yeah, it's a five point five that I'll I'll watch again because <laughs> I like slasher movies. Sure. Yeah. Uh. So there you go. Uh, a surprisingly positive, with caveats, but surprisingly positive experience with the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie uh, fancy that I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for all the months so thank you to Tyler Hess Cindy Palacios David Short Bordnow Christopher Moy David Brown Al Treisman and Alison M Fordyce they are Patreon producers for the month uh, of course you can support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble uh, of course we have two monthly bonuses now for streams after midnight uh, we have the bonus episode, which is just, you know, we'll do another movie review. Uh, the next one coming up is The Last Matinee, so look forward to that. Uh, we did Werewolves Within. I think Matt just got a little uh, <laughs> excited. <laughs> the uh, Last Matt? What? No, Matinee. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Tim's really enjoying his own joke right now. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that's what's coming up uh, next uh, that's actually February's episode, although it might actually be a little late and be in the, the start of March. Uh, but the other thing we're doing as well, we mentioned earlier, is even more streams, which is a new monthly extra show we're doing as well for Patreon, which is me and Tim will sit down and just talk about all the random horror movies that we've been watching uh, casually and just sort of like talk about each one for five, ten minutes, uh, light on the spoilers, and maybe also a bit of trailer, or maybe some big horror news that's maybe happened in the last month. So it's kind of, it's kind of a... Mm. 
an extra all-round horror show uh, for us to catch up with each other on. So uh, I've done two of those so far. And uh, so, yeah, there'll be one for March sometime early in the month, I assume. So, <laughs> yes. yes. I'll just, and, I'll, uh, I'll remember what month we're on, Tim, all right? I'll just remember it. And hey, who knows? Maybe I'll have uh, something a little special planned <laughs> for that episode. Tim's not told me what this special thing is, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, of course, you can support us for free by simply liking, subscribing, dinging the bell for notifications, all that jazz. It uh, helps out a lot. And of course, get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. I'm going to ask Tim to pose for the thumbnail, uh, which I forgot to do on the show last time. We had to do it after the show. <laughs> so I'll remember to do it on the show. So here we go. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's that supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> it's just a pose. <laughs> this has been screwed after a minute, guys. I hope you uh hope you enjoyed the show. This was episode five oh one. We'll see you soon for five oh two. Uh you, you got three episodes pretty close together because we had to do the five hundredth episode before this. And we had to do Twilight 3 for Valentine's. Uh, but mm. there will be a good couple of weeks now before the next episode. But uh, the Patreon bonus will be the next thing up from us uh, mm. over on patreon.com slash TV. So, uh, yes. So there you go. So that, that is us. Thank you very much for joining us once again. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Scary Movies. The family is saw. We'll see you next time. We're out.